Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. If you would like It's Not About Food podcasts a week earlier and ad-free, please support me on patreon.com forward slash It's Not About Food. For more information about my books, my work, and my body love cards, you can go to my website at itsnotaboutfood.com. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food, or weight, never ever, not even, one time, not ever, ever, ever. Hello, everyone. This is Laura Lee from It's Not About Food podcast. And so grateful for you to be here today with us as we talk about the body love card, body wisdom. So the card in the front of it is a really beautiful image of the goddess standing in front of a tree, sort of almost of the tree, and the roots are growing down into the earth, and she's a tree, and the tree is her, and it's really a beautiful card. And the little deer is standing and just looking at her and being with her as she's all in her tree body wisdom. And so the back of the card reads... Body wisdom is the inherent wisdom we each hold within our own bodies that tells us what we need physically, emotionally, and spiritually. When we listen to the wisdom of our bodies, we intuitively know how to feed ourselves, satisfy our needs, and accept our natural bodies. And to me, this is like the most important part in my work, working with women with eating disorders, women and men and teenagers with body dysmorphia and eating dysmorphia. You know, they're so upset about everything they eat that's going to make their bodies look terrible. If we can step back and remember that there's an inherent wisdom to the body. It already knows how to eat. It already knows when it's cold. Our bodies know when they need to pee. They know when they need to sleep. Our bodies know everything already. We don't really have to tell it anything. We have to listen to it tell us. So I'm really grateful to have our next guest on. Her name is Sarah, and she's going to talk about body wisdom and why she picked that card and what's the deal with body wisdom and her? How does she work with that? Hi, Laura Lee. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, I picked the card. You know, it's funny. You were describing the picture of her being of the tree and in the tree. That appealed to me. I would love to be of a tree. Of (laughs) a tree. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a nature enthusiast. So the picture appealed to me. And also the words of the card. Hopefully they apply in everyone's life. But resonated with me. It's something that I didn't consciously think of, but has been ongoing for me in my life. And especially over the past few years, which have been challenging. So learning to attune to my body and pay attention to my needs and 
try to care for myself and meet my needs as they are. Yeah. So one thing that that I think has helped me to connect with my body and pay attention and follow its cues has been yoga. I've been practicing yoga since I was in my late teens and it's such a wonderful practice. It helps you to develop a mind-body connection, which I think is one of the most valuable things you can do is to really be able to tune into what your body is telling you and to feel your internal organs and to feel physical sensations and emotional ones and to be able to identify what those are for yourself. So true. I feel like yoga is one of the things that really slows us down (laughs) enough to be able to hear and to feel and to know. Yes. Totally. And it's such a valuable thing to be able to identify what is that sensation, be it physical or emotional. And I think it's been really helpful in helping me as I've evolved over time. I think when I was younger, when I was in my late teens and 20s, if I ever was feeling grumpy, (laughs) which happened occasionally, I'm a pretty upbeat person. But every once in a while, we get grumpy out of the blue and just be snippy at people. And I identified at that time, if that happens, I'm usually hungry or I'm tired. And so (laughs) I learned to just bring snacks along with me when I would go just out and about to run errands in life or when I was at school or at work, wherever. And then the tired, I, you know, just tried to develop a healthy sleeping habits, which hooray for anybody who can do that, because that's a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) It is a challenge. But I love that you learn that at an early age. Oh, I'm not crazy. I'm hungry. Oh, I'm not insane. I'm tired. You know, it's very good that you learned that already. It took me a really long time to learn that. (laughs) I wish it was perfect. I mean, there's still times (laughs) when I'm having trouble identifying what it is. It's not always hungry or tired anymore. Now that I'm In my 40s, sometimes it's because I'm having pain. I have arthritis and I've been running and I don't think about my body hurting when I'm active and I'm going through my daily activities. And when you slow down and pay attention, then you kind of notice that something's aching. Yes. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. You're just feeling fatigued. Yeah. So your body starts to talk back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Ow. (laughs) Yeah, it's so sometimes it's exhaustion. That's been a new beyond tired feeling exhausted after a stretch of not being able to care for myself in the way that I would like to and still hunger sometimes or even feeling too full, feeling uncomfortable because of something that I ate that doesn't really sit well with me. Yeah, feeling everything that's going on all the time. I think of Eve Insler wrote the book, Vagina Monologues, but she also wrote another book called The Good Body. And she talks about talking to a woman in a tribal situation in Africa. And the woman, she was complaining about her hips or her thighs or something like that. And the woman said, what are you, crazy? That's your tree. Love your tree. (laughs) That tree there doesn't think it should look like that tree. They're different trees. You shouldn't look like me. I shouldn't look like you. This is your tree. So I always have felt that way that we have to really be, this is our little tree to take care of and to be with and to love and tune into even when it's hurt. I love that. I love thinking of myself as a tree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So what have you been doing lately in order to sort of walk towards or stay in the body wisdom of life? (laughs) Good question. (laughs) So yoga is one way to attune to your body's needs. And I've been trying to pay attention to some of the emotional cues that I'm getting from my body lately and different ways that I need to slow down or take care of myself. A lot has happened over the past couple of years. COVID happened. My mom went through a really tough bout with cancer and passed away last year. Oh, I'm sorry. And some other life changes have been happening. I'm getting divorced. So lots of of different struggles have been happening. And so it's been a challenge to sort of figure out what exactly is it that I need at a given time, because there's so many needs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, Words are hard for me right now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think when we go through something like this, the pandemic or the loss of a, a loved one or a breakup, it feels like our box gets turned upside down, shook, and then thrown out on the table. We're like, wait, let me try to make some sense of this. But Again, if we use that idea of body wisdom and just as much as possible stay with that because our bodies know, you know, I am sad. I am scared. Don't want to be in this house anymore. <laughs> you know, I want to be around people, but I'm scared to do that. Our bodies do know. And if we can stay with that, it helps, I think, even if it's hard, really hard. Yeah. And I've had some a really great supportive network of friends and coworkers. There were some really hard times in the spring last year in particular where I was sad a lot. I would go to work and just cry for no reason, you know, or yeah. just burst into tears, not really provoked by anything. Because you were sad. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was sad. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> and being able to ask my employer for what I need. So sometimes it was time off or time to travel to go back to be with my family or reaching out to my family. So there was a day in particular, I remember where I just on my breaks at work, I just would sit in the break room and cry. And I texted my siblings. I have a little ongoing text thread with some of my siblings. You know, it's a really rough day. I can't stop crying. Who wants it today? (laughs) (laughs) Which one of you lucky people are going to get me? Exactly. (laughs) One of my brothers stepped up, said, yep, call me. So I called him and just cried in his ear on the phone for 30 minutes and (laughs) said incoherent things. And (laughs) it was helpful. (laughs) Yes. And I bet he, I actually bet he loved that to be of service for you. Sometimes we don't know if what we're doing makes a difference, but it sounds like that really did make a difference for you. If you would like to have a weekly newsletter that has some information about recovery or what people are doing in the world or what I'm doing in the world and just information about how to recover and what to do and how do we have faith and trust and love and openness to our own selves, you can go to my website at it's not about food. Storygram Network. Welcome to One Media, One Media. I. When you're whining with nurses. It's a place I like to call the bleed. 
My name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. Storygram Network. I joined Beyond Hunger about three years ago after my own eating disorder recovery. I've been with the Peer Ed program for over a year. I've been a peer educator for a few weeks now. Beyond Hunger is an amazing organization in which high schoolers like me get to go to schools across the Bay Area and educate teens and students on mental health, body image, intuitive eating. And I joined because it really helps people. I joined the program because I believe that the information we provide people my age is very important. Beyond Hunger has allowed me to connect with the youth in my community and reaffirm to myself what I know is true. It has given me an opportunity to educate others and inform others around my age. Um, and I just think it's a really wonderful program. Because I want to teach other teens what I never learned. Appreciating your body through its ups and downs, navigating di diet culture, and learning about intuitive emotions and hunger. And I felt that it was super important to continue to make change in the community. My name is Laura Lee Rourke, and I am one of the founders of Beyond Hunger. My business partner, Carol Normandy, and I founded it in 1988. But for the last 25 years, we've been going into schools and talking about the issue of eating disorders and body hatred. We um, train young women to go in with us, peer to peer, student to student, and it is a wonderful program. Please give generously. Thank you. It did. I'm going to assume he loved it. I'm going to assume he loves everything I do, actually. I'm going to assume <laughs> that, too. <laughs> so, yeah, well, these are big life things happening. You know, they're not, I mean, just if you only had to deal with the pandemic, right? If that's all we had to deal with. But that's, of course, life marches on and other things happen. And we don't get to like, wait, I didn't finish this one trauma <laughs> before right. another one is on me. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how you've been able to do that for yourself. And how to get out of trauma debt. <laughs> yeah. You know, or just take care of yourself. Like it's brilliant that send this group text. Okay. Who wants it? That's a wonderful thing to do. I'm going to use that myself. But what else is there? What else do you do when you get into that? Like there's way too many things to be doing right now. <laughs> I've relied heavily on friends as well. Some friends have really shown up for me in amazing ways this past year. I had a girlfriend get in touch with me when she found out about the divorce and she just said, hey, you're not alone. We're going to get through this together and really has made a point to check in on me and plan activities. And then there are the activities that that we do together and that I enjoy in general. So being out in nature, whitewater rafting, I'm still that's wonderful. An enthusiast and uh, had a really healing trip this summer. I went on a rafting trip, a multi-day trip with a group that I feel really close and connected with. They're kind of a river family. The person who leads the trip, I consider to be my river godfather. He's a mentor. Oh. And I feel like he's a father to me. And so I was on a trip with this group. I got to row my own boat for the whole trip, which was a wow. first for me. And he was in the whole group, but in particular, this person, his name is Tom, was really encouraging and told me he was proud of me and 
we all had some good laughs. There were mistakes made and no one was critical. We just laughed and were more focused on safety. We shared a lot of good food and music together and really bonded. And then some of the places that we visited, some of the campsites we stayed at, I realized later some of my favorite places that I've been to in the world. There's a campsite in particular. This is on the Rogue River. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this trip now. And it's called Solitude. It's just a gorgeous campsite with really tall evergreen trees everywhere. There's rock formations. The water is raging by at that campsite. It sounds like a raging river. So it's just a very, for me, serene place to be. And I feel safe there and connected with the earth and with the group. And I love the massiveness of the mountains. It makes me feel connected, but also insignificant, which is reassuring to me. Yeah, exactly. That I'm not, everything is as big as it seems. As it should be. Yeah. And you don't have to make anything happen there. (laughs) You're just a really small person, a little small person. So you don't have to make that mountain do anything. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I love that. So that is a wonderful way to take care of yourself. And it seems to me, again, you have to be really in your body to be doing that. You have to let all your senses out to hear and to row and to steer that boat down these rapids and stuff like that. You have to really be there in the moment for that. Right. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. And it feels good to connect with your body in that way and to... Trust that you're going to make the necessary moves to get down the river safely. Yeah. Again, it's the trusting of your body wisdom that you already know how to do this. You've been doing it. You know how to be the guide. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. So I'm wondering if you will read this last part of the card that today I will practice. Today I will practice trusting in the wisdom of my body. I'll listen to my body when I'm hungry and full, listen for what my body wants and needs, and trust the intuitive voice of my body. So how are you doing with that, especially as your whole life has sort of gotten complicated and life happened, really? Oh, did it? Yes, it did. Yeah. So how (laughs) do you bring yourself back to that intuitive voice or to that listening to what your body wants and needs? Yeah, it's been challenging, but I think trying to slow down, that's been something I've been focusing on the the past several months, slowing down so that I can pay attention to what's important and what's useful and healthy in my life and filter out things that aren't. I've been taking a lot more baths. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, there's something about that being held in the water. That's very comforting. It is. And I love to just sit in there and read and sip some wine sometimes. And it's rare that you get time to really do nothing. If I'm sitting on the couch and I'm reading, I can always find a reason to get up and go take care of this or that and get distracted. But if you're in the bath, you're kind of that's where in you the are. bath. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, here's to many, many baths, you know. So... How would people get in touch with you? Are you putting together some river trips or anything like that? Well, I work for an outfitter called Raft Wet, and so they could book a trip through Wet. Okay. They could go to raftwet.com. 
Perfect. I also have the Whining with Nurses podcast. If anyone wants to kind of hear me vent about work, that's another way I take care of myself. Yeah, that's (laughs) great. (laughs) Some other nurses and I kind of, we open some wine and we talk about that, what we're tasting and drinking. And then we can talk about various aspects of nursing and share our stories. So that's Whining with Nurses podcast is spelled (laughs) W-I-N-G. It's the wine. (laughs) Yeah, it's the wine, not the wine. Yeah. (laughs) And you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. I put a link in my bio for you. Good. So that is so great. And I have listened to some of them and they're funny as hell, really. (laughs) (laughs) I really love them. I have so many friends and relatives that are nurses. We're real medical people, I guess. But yeah, I love to listen to stories from nurses because they really cut through a lot of the don't they? (laughs) Yes, yes, that's true. (laughs) No, I really love that. I love your podcast. It has a lot of heart. Thank you. I love yours too. And actually, I learned on a recent episode that you have an August birthday. I do. Well, yeah, I'm in August too. Yeah. And I like to go rafting every year for my birthday. And it sounds like you do something adventurous for your birthday each year too. I have... I did a rafting trip probably when I turned about maybe 45 or so. And then I did another one the next year. I took my son with me and somebody had gotten spilled from the boat. And I was too afraid, not for me, but to be on the river with him in case something happened to him. So we were way up at the Merced and I talked him into staying at the Awani Hotel as a, as a, you know, I said, if you'll leave the river with me, we'll stay there overnight. And he said, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I should get back into it because it really scared me to see that happen to somebody. I love that term for it being spilled from the boat. It did feel like she did get spilled. You know, everybody got spilled. The boat turned upside down. But anyway, but we we're all okay and everybody made it and we got to stay at the Awani. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty good too. Well, well, I'd love to take you if you ever want to. I will. Rafting for another birthday adventure. I will. There's many rivers I have not gone on at all. So thank you very much and really love that you were here. <laughs> Thanks, Larley. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.